to another week of the Jackson Cloud. Why are you laughing already? Series of spiritual gifts. And we are talking about signs and wonders. Sign will make you wonder. <laughs> Phenomena. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Phenomena. Do, do, do. <laughs> You can't phenomena. Okay, so signs and wonders happen throughout the Bible. Old Testament, New Testament, they're all there. Uh, let's just think of a few. So signs and wonders would be like, we can't categorize this under something that, you know, it's not exactly a healing. It's kind of like a miracle if you would. Signs and wonders, miracles, phenomena, we're lumping those all together. So, for example, fire by day, cloud by night. Fire by day, cloud by night. It's a sign, it's a wonder, and it's leading them to where they need to go as, as a literal signpost, right? So there's one. What you got? What you got? Signs and wonders, what you got? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm very tired. I don't. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there's the feeding of five thousand. Okay, yeah. And that's not the only time gifts like that happen in the Bible. First off, Jesus did it twice in Mark, fed like five thousand, then four or three thousand. Uh, also, Elijah, Elijah, not Shah, I think Elijah gave a lady a jar and said. You know, like take as many jars as you can, fill these all up. Uh, when you pour this bottle out, it will keep filling. But the moment you stop filling, it won't fill anymore. So how much faith you got? So she gets a few jars and turns it over and just keeps filling these jars up nonstop. It just keeps leaking, uh, which, you know, by like jar five, you're like, <gasps> Johnny, go to the kitchen. <laughs> You know, like, because you, you... Let's fill the bathtub! Exactly. I mean, you would, right? Like, <laughs> it was, I think it was like, these people were super impoverished. Like, you need as much of this to go around as you can. So, that's the same miracle, though. Jesus wasn't the only one to have this, like, non-stop, like... So, it was the first alchemy jug ever recorded. Nope. <laughs> but, it was, it was, like, a similar miracle of, like, the never-ending gift. So, when Jesus does it, you're probably also thinking of, like... Uh, this guy's like a new prophet or something, right? Uh, other signs and wonders. Jesus fills up the wine. That would be another time where that happens. Well, water to wine. Water to wine. Uh, you've got like Gideon with his blanket being put out, his fleece put out. Uh, anyways, there's lots of kinds of miracles that happen all throughout the Bible. And it? It's one of the kind of giftings that seems to come about. I don't know that I've ever met someone who's just gifted in signs and wonders. <laughs> that could be fun. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the closest I could think of biblically would be Moses trying to do the different signs when trying to get the Israelites out. Yeah. But Moses didn't do the signs. God did those signs. Right. He was somewhat empowered with those signs, though. Like. Moses take the staff and put it on the ground. Yeah, put it on the ground. It turns into a snake, and so like he's kind of granted. Sure, God's the source of it, but Moses has been kind of imparted with the ability, sort of, right? I, I guess I'd have to reread it, but there's and that's that's another thing. 
we should say. Actually, this fits in the signs and wonders. You need to be careful with what's allotted to you. Did we already talk about this? I don't think we have yet. No, we have. Yeah, so like Elijah is gifted with supernatural authority. Here's what, here's what I wonder, okay? So you remember when... You uh, wonder about the wonder? I wonder about the signs and the wonders. Yeah, so you remember when Elijah uh, asked God to bring fire down from heaven and burn up this offering? Mm -hmm. I wonder if in that moment the authority or gifting to call fire down from heaven was imparted into him. That'd be a cool gift. I wonder because he does it later as though like he's always like, of course I can do this. <laughs> it's, it's my superpower. It, it, that's what he acts like. He, he later like, a king's like, all right, I need that prophet to speak into this. Someone go find Elijah. He sends out a guy with like 50 army people. And he gets there like, Elijah, the king needs to talk to you. He's like, no. <laughs> it just burns them all down. And like they go one guy like goes back, he's like, ah, oh, it didn't work out. You know, like, well, I need to talk to him. Send 50 more. And they go and Elijah's like, uh-uh. <laughs> and then they go to like a third one. And when he shows up, he's like, consider us as precious in your eyes. <laughs> In other words, please don't burn us up. <laughs> and you see Elijah like getting ready to go for round three. Yeah, and then the angel of the Lord shows up and like grabs his hand. Well, I, I don't know what he does. He just shows up and he's like, you "Just go with them. <laughs> like, just go. Chill out. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't like over exaggerate, but like he just stops. This. Just go with them. You know. So like." Did Elijah need to commit mass murder that day via the authority gifted to him? I would say no. <laughs> In fact, I would say no because an angel showed up and said, stop it. You know, so like you have to be careful. There is. So there's room to be a super superhero with God's gift. I would say that there is a biblical possibility you can misuse God's gifts. Um, because sometimes, sometimes the power is granted to you and you might abuse it just as you might use it for what it was given for. So the power is yours, kind of. No, <laughs> but sort of. <laughs> and it may not be this way with every gift. Maybe it's just like the super moments, but like you, you at least see with Elijah. And this is exactly what the Sons of Thunder, the disciples... James and John, I think, when they're with Jesus and they go to that place and they're like, sorry, we don't have anywhere for you to stay. The sons of thunder are like, Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven? Some manuscripts add trying to copy what Elijah did. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, no, you know? So like, you see the possibility to abuse said signs and wonders and authority if you're not subjecting it to what God calls you to do with it, so. There's a weird rabbit trail, but uh, signs and wonders. Here's, here's what they say to me, right? I mean, God shows up and does a lot of crazy things throughout the Bible, signs and wonders. God can feed thousands of people in one moment, signs and wonders. God can, Jesus can walk on water. He wasn't the only one to do that because Peter got off and did it too. 
maybe a sign and wonder. You know, in that moment they saw Jesus walk on water, it says, and they worshiped him. So like, maybe that was just because Jesus was God. Or maybe since Peter does it too, it's showing like a sign and wonder right there, maybe. Um, I wish I could think of a bunch of other signs and wonders. But those are a good just handful of like biblical signs and wonders. They happen. What that teaches me, well, what does it teach you before it gets to me? What if if you see all these things, what would be your application? In which story? I think there's all different. of them. The fact that crazy things can happen. Maybe you can pull off a miracle too with God's help. God is very powerful. And sometimes he shares that power. And I would just pretty much go that same way with saying, God can do anything. <laughs> so, if you run into a moment where you need him to do something, while there's no guarantee that it will just happen, because that wouldn't, if it always happened, that wouldn't be a miracle, that would be science, right? Bruce Almighty. <laughs> the, the idea behind a miracle is like, huh, science was just derailed for a brief moment and something crazy happened. So if something crazy happened every single time that we call it to happen, that would just be the way things are. That wouldn't. Well, that I mean, wouldn't. they, I mean, they kind of, you know, addressed that kind of in Bruce Almighty, that, that movie where, um, you know, Jim Carrey becomes God for a little bit. And like, you know, he was like, answer all prayers with yes. And so like 12,000 people won the lottery all at once. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, you know, that would be life if everyone was just constantly having miracles. And, right. And that would just be life. That wouldn't be a miracle. That would just be... Well, and then it was funny because for the lottery, they all won like $1.97. Oh, yeah. Because they all had to split it so much that it was like... Nor, <laughs> nor would that even be a sign and wonder because like, what would that really be a sign or wonder? It wouldn't be a wonder for sure. Right. It happens every day. So anyways... My takeaway from signs and wonders in the Bible is God can do everything. And so why not pray for it, even if it doesn't happen? So let's say, let's say church is having dinner. We're trying to feed a lot of impoverished people. And we look at the barrel and we're like, we're at the bottom. <laughs> you know, like, well, biblically, there's been times where God has fed more people irrationally with a mount that is not there. He's, for crying out loud, he's rained food out of heaven before manna right so like why not pray if it happens cool if it doesn't you know whatever but this this should be an increase to our faith and our, our prayer life if god can do anything why not pray for it and i've heard lots of crazy stories read a lot in books where it's just like wow i would never think of that you know girls missing a finger uh they're praying at a revival service and the author says that they watch the finger just grow out <laughs> And not only that, but when it was done, they all had the same nail polish. <laughs> As though God's like, dee -dee -dee, you know, like, he cares about the little things. I, I don't know. But either way, like, if stories like that happen, it's just a reminder to me, like, pray for anything. And we have a lot of other signs and wonders that go on today. That a lot of people question, but you see them in kind of mass. We've talked about it before, um, but being... Slain in the spirit is the way we we said it freaked her out <laughs> or thunderstruck as John Wesley who started Methodism would call it 
it's just sometimes when you're at a prayer meeting, Holy Spirit comes, people are knocked to the floor and kind of convulse around a little bit. Like it's, it's weird, but it happens so regularly among certain meetings. Like you see like the ways that, that God works in that. Of course, people will often push back. Like, I don't see that in the Bible. It's like, well, first off, not everything supernatural that's ever happened is listed in the Bible. Uh, even the book of John ends with saying like, suppose if I was to write everything that Jesus did, it would require an entire library and all the books in the world would not be able to hold it. Now, of course, John's embellishing, but like his point is like, this is just a taste. <laughs> We gave you four different Gospels of it, but each one's just a taste of what he did. I mean, I feel like they tried to build a giant library full of all the knowledge, which was the Library of Alexandria before it burned. Before it burned down, yeah. But at least with Jesus, like, that's all the Gospel writers are, are doing. Paper was expensive. I mean, to write the Book of Romans, that book is so long it, for an old book. <laughs> it would have cost quite a bit of money for Paul just to write that letter. Um, so like when you don't have a lot of paper because paper is expensive, you don't have a lot of ink because ink's expensive, you're trying to say to yourself, what do I need to put in here <laughs> so that so that people can know just enough of a blueprint of, of God in flesh, of Jesus, that when they go out and try to mirror him, they can work off these stories to think about it, right? So like, oh man, I've got an enemy. <laughs> Uh, Jesus was never in this particular situation. What would he have said about it? Well, here's just enough. First off, he said, love your enemy. Secondly, he said, if you're struggling with someone in the church, bring them before, uh, try to address them one-on-one. -on -one. If that doesn't work, address them with a friend. If that doesn't work, bring them before the church. And if, if they still won't listen to the church, then treat them like an outsider, which means, you know, you can let them go. But also, Jesus came to reach outsiders, so you're still trying to bring them back. So like, these are small blueprints of what Jesus would say. This is, this is how you're to live. But does Jesus have every last story of every single thing that happened, every supernatural moment that went on? No. We know he lived much longer than what we have. Uh, that his ministry lasted much longer. We're getting peaks at what he did. So maybe the Bible doesn't mention people falling over. Does that mean he can't do it? I would say no. Um, in fact, at least in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit comes in Solomon's temple, it says other priests could hardly stand up. So, like, there's an example. The presence of God came. They couldn't stand up. Were they being knocked over? Maybe not, but, like, something was heavy upon them. So there's a possible example of Old Testament slain in the Spirit. Saul would get knocked to the ground and stripped naked. <laughs> <laughs> Saul, <laughs> do you want a sign and a wonder? <laughs> that one, that one will make you wonder. Just imagine, like you're walking. Oh, where's David? I'm gonna kill him as soon as I find. What's happening? Why am I? <laughs> he just starts taking his clothes off. What's happening? <laughs> and then lies down on the ground and prophesies. Is what it says. Like that's. <laughs> That's weird. We don't know what to make of yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> but like, have we seen it happen since? 
I don't think so. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> and uh, if it's happening to you, I would encourage you test that spirit. <laughs> Make sure that is gone. <laughs> but to say the least, like, that's a weird story, you know? Like, what do you do with that? What was the point of it? It seems like a sign and a wonder. Why did God do that to Saul? Was it a sign to humble him? <laughs> or was it a sign to remind him, hey, remember when I prophesied over you and you were supposed to be a good king and now you've done screwed everything up? You know, like signs and wonders. They, they're signs to make you wonder. Um, there's a lot of weird ones today that like I don't, I don't have experiences of all these things, so I can't always speak into them. But common signs in charismatic circles is sometimes gold dust. Um, just, it seems to appear sometimes in places. I think the most popular widespread example is um, Bethel Church a few years back. They were having a worship service when it just started raining gold dust everywhere. And everyone pulled out their phones and recorded it. So if you go on YouTube and just look up that, you're like, what's happening? You know, and there's always going to be someone who's like, oh, it's just someone's up there, like, sprinkling it across, like, confetti or something. It's like, no, well, actually, gold dust has been reported across many churches as a sign and a wonder of something that just happens. Why? I don't know. God's presence, his anointing, um, his favor, something like that. You could go these directions. I don't see any biblical reason to be, like, against it. Uh, it gets weirder. Gold teeth. You ever heard of these ones? No. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes people be at worship services when they just get gold teeth. <laughs> like in their mouth? In their mouths. Yep. Just appears. So my friend was at a worship service and the guy on stage was like, I feel like God today is giving someone gold teeth. Is anyone here who didn't have that? Uh, and my friend's like close by this guy. So this guy's like, I, it just happened to me. So he goes down and... And they look in his mouth like, yeah, sure enough, there's a gold tooth. He comes back and, and my friend goes over to him. He's like, can I see that? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's right here. So I was like, okay, so is this a dentist, you know, or, or what? What's going on here? Are we just like mass fabrication here? So he's like, yeah, all right, well, that's a gold tooth. He goes back and then the guy gets a second one. <laughs> and so my friend goes over, he's like, let me see this. <laughs> sure enough, there's a second one inside. Like. That's weird. We don't know what to do with it. And we would think of anyone who tells that story as either lying to us or irrational. But before I continue, what? <laughs> no, I just, okay. We would think of them as crazy or irrational. But you guys know what Barna is? No. In the Christian world, Barna. I mean, a giant pink dinosaur? Not Barney. Barna. Barna oh, statistics. Okay. Barney's purple. Barna statistics. Barna group? No, I've nope. literally no? never uh, heard okay. this word before. Okay, well, the top like statistic people of the church for decades now is Barna Group, whose job is like to keep researching the church and try to figure out like how we can help it along, given what's going on in the world and our culture. And so they release books after books of stats. <laughs> it's it's science. It's math, right? Like here's what's going on in the world. Here's what you what pastors need to know to to spread the gospel in this world today. So that's that's very like, it's all up here, right? Mm -hmm. it's math and whatnot. <clears throat> Barna 
George Barna, who started this group, his wife watched a documentary in which you see like these gold teeth and whatnot. Or I, I don't remember what she was watching. She at least heard that gold teeth are a thing. <laughs> and I think she went to bed that night. She's like, God, that'd be cool if, if I had that experience. And she wakes up the next morning and sure enough, <laughs> Something like that. It's in the extended features of, of uh, the Finger of God documentary, where is this interview with her where she has like a gold tooth. And I'm like, man, she comes, she's married to a man who is all math. You know, like, it's just, if you're looking for someone who's not going to be crazy, like this is a family, to, and yet it happens to her. So like, why? No, I'm asking why. I, don't. I have no idea. God although, wanted it to happen. Although I do have a question. Was it 24 karat or was it? I don't know. I have no idea. But these are weird stories. I don't know what to make of them. There's plenty of others. Other common things would be like sometimes areas can get a little foggy with presence of God. It's like a glory cloud. That would match what the Bible has. There's a glory cloud that enters Moses's tabernacle, Solomon's tabernacle. So it makes sense that it could happen again. Uh, and then you've got these other, it's hard to tell. Y'all keep using your smoke machines. How are we going to know if a glory cloud shows up? <laughs> but I mean, it's just helping the, the glory cloud alone, all right? We're just it's doing something. Um, but things like that. Uh, others have said, Mana maybe appearing, gemstones. I you know it was like it's hard sometimes to discern because like we're not there, we don't know. But it's common enough that like it's been testified by plenty of people in separate situations that they've seen such things. So when we come in contact with phenomena or signs and wonders, uh, the first question is not well, can I biblically prove this? In my opinion, the first question is what is the fruit of this? Does it line up with the fruit of God? Does it make sense with what he's doing? It may not make sense because it's a wonder, but does it... Unless it's gold, then it makes dollars and cents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyways, I, I don't remember what I was saying after that. Test it. Makes sense. Doesn't make sense. Don't, it, just test it by its fruit. Does it make sense with what God's doing? Why a gold tooth? I don't know. Favor of God, the love of God, God showing you he cares about you, bolstering your faith, you know, the list could go on. But things happen. They're crazy. They can't be explained. They continue to happen. And the testimonies across the world of the crazy things that have happened, there's just so many of them that eventually you just have to say, God, I need to have more faith and be willing to pray for anything when I face difficulties in this world. And that's that. Signs and wonders can be kind of a wild and crazy thing. And if y'all have some experiences with this, we would love to hear them over on the Discord. So you should join us over there. We'll put a link in the description so you can head on over, tell us your stories. Also, while you're down looking for that link, be sure to hit that like button, maybe leave a comment for us, and uh, hit the subscribe.